It was great in the yeah. book. It really worked. Yeah. Like, they were all dying of the, the measles and shit. Yeah, like you they got I mean? the from the baseball boy that they torture to death, and and then they get uh, wait, get cancer. You could later. get COVID from the fish. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, I mean, you could get probably smallpox. Like you could get whatever. Because they were dying of measles, basically in the book, it was killing them from the steam. My luck, I'd end up with crabs. <laughs> <laughs> They're children, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> It seems to be a sudden general explosion of mass homicide. Candy, the final girl. It will cost me more than money. It will cost me eight years. Eight years behind me, and who knows how many in front of me. And I'm Sean of the Dead. I think you've mistaken me for somebody else. I'm just the bartender. (laughs) (laughs) And this is the house that screams tonight. We are covering the 2019 Mike Flanagan directed Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel to Stephen King's Shining. Um, we'll talk more about that, but, uh, tonight we have with us, Rob, the cinema junkie, Antiquetta. Well, we're all dying. The world's just one big hospice with fresh air. <laughs> Erica Wright. You gotta hear this. World's a hungry place, and the darkest things are the hungriest, and they'll eat what shines. Um, uh, Matthew Elster. So tell me, pup, are you gonna take your medicine? Mm. <laughs> Um, and Dave German. Live long, eat well. (laughs) Those are such good quotes. There's so much to talk about with this film. I'm going to start us out with, uh, what, uh, fan feedback we had on some other, um, social media platforms. Um, from Instagram at Horror Savvy says, this film was such a breath of fresh air. How they made a sequel so damn great so many years later blows my mind. I absolutely dig Dr. Sleep. And on the Slasher Horror social app, uh, at James Newman says, I adore this movie, and the novel is my favorite of King since the 90s, hands down. Strong words. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's our beginning. Where, where do we go? Where do we start? Uh, you got to start at the very beginning. You got to start that, if not the novel, the book, the movie that the novel that it was based on, which is Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, 
because I think I know Candy. I know, I know, I know. But it, <laughs> it, is, it is very important. It is very important. And I just want to say though that Mike Flanagan had a difficult job ahead of him, simply because that, of course, he wants to adapt this this novel, which of course is the sequel to Stephen King's The Shining, but also make a continuation of Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Which is a difficult thing to, to, to do, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to please both houses. Of course, uh, Candy's a perfect example of someone who loved the book so much she hated the movie. And then you got <laughs> legions of fans who love Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And the I got to say, the crazy son of a bitch did it because he was able to infuse both into one movie and please... Just about everyone. I don't think I've saw a single person who doesn't like this movie. You know. Yeah, if I can interject on that point, um, I did want to say I felt like this film righted the wrongs. Yes. Um, of Kubrick's version. Um, I thought that The Shining, and we will be talking about The Shining. I, I just had to put it off for a while because, like, I gotta just work up to that and get through my anger issues. <laughs> And he had great source material, and he just decided, fuck that, I'm going to do a piece of art. And then, okay, I can respect it. There were good things about it, but that's it's not what I wanted um, after reading such an amazing fucking book, one of the best ghost stories out there. Um, but the, the film, Flanagan, you know, he did have such a big thing that he had to do here, and he managed to do it. Um, I'm just kind of disappointed that it didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, critically or, you know, monetarily, it did not do well and it totally didn't deserve that. Um, Erica, I believe you're next. Oh, uh, so, yeah, I'm uh, I am very partial to the Stephen King novel, The Shining, although I do enjoy Kubrick's adaptation. Uh, but if you made me choose, I'm going to go with the novel. And I'm such a big fan of the novel that I stayed at the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado, which is where Stephen King got his inspiration for the novel. And I stayed in that room uh, 217 a number of times. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. You crazy, um, girl. That, that was haunted. Like, I've experienced some weird stuff there. Uh, oh, I'd love to hear about that sometime. Yeah, yeah. No, no yeah. kidding. So I um, I really do like uh, I'm gonna second yeah you know, like what Rob said about this that um, I feel like this film adaptation does take you know, like some of the best of both worlds yeah. uh, like the kind of the fan service to the Kubrick uh, film but also the key parts of the the novel and um, the the original basically the original ending of the novel The Shining yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying. He kind of righted the wrongs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> you know. But, it, of course, you know, if you're doing a film, you have to base it on the film previous a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. exactly. And I, I get it because, like, this um, Overlook Hotel is, is in itself such a good character that I would have been a little bit bummed out if they did stick to Dr. Sleep, the novel, because it was based on the premise that the Overlook was demolished and, or was never rebuilt yeah. after it exploded at the, the end of the shining. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they, they still have the hotel in the film adaptation. Yeah. Um, Matt. So I have not read the novel 
at all. As we've already stated, maybe in a few episodes, I'm not the reader. And the original Shining, the movie, I enjoyed it. It wasn't like, I wouldn't say that was like a 10 in my book. But this movie, Doctor Sleep, I really, really enjoyed it. But I like might get some flack for it, but I enjoyed it better than the original movie because it made me think more. It was more, I like I've always said, I like movies that dive deep into the brain sometimes and make you question reality in in its aspect. And um, I wanted to tell Rob Rebecca Ferguson. I do look at her different, like you told me I would, but that's still my bitch, man. I, she's cool as hell. I can so. say, if I can interject again, um, yeah. my one thing, when I heard that they were making this film, because um, I had read the book, of course, when it first came out, as I said, if they don't do Rose the Hat right, this movie's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. And they did, and that's why I'm Rose the Hat tonight, because um, she was such an interesting villain. And uh, they did her well in the film. Rebecca Ferguson killed it, and um, it was just well done. And and that movie really hinged on her being portrayed really well. And and I think yeah. they, they accomplished that. Yeah. Um, Rob. So yeah, oh, I definitely agree with you on Rebecca Ferguson. Like so much so that uh, I, it's it's hard for me to look at her the same way now after uh, you know. She's, you know, going back to Mission Impossible, it's like, damn, girl, you scary. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But um, I did want to delve into um, a little bit about uh, the original Shining. I love the original Shining. I'm sorry. I do. It's uh, it's Don't be sorry, brother. I love it, too. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I just don't like Kubrick. It's not. He ruined my story. I don't think he ruined the story. I think he just saw it a different way because the Shining book, Jack Torrance loves his family. The Shining movie, Jack Torrance hates his family. Yeah. Like, it's a chore. Yeah. Like, that's kind of important for him to love his family. I know, I know. Like, but Kubrick saw it differently, and uh, I think it works for that particular version. It, it sucked that it came at the expense of all the elements. That were in the book that he left on the the, the floor. The best shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, uh, Stephen King agrees with you. He hates that movie. I know. Thank you, um, Stephen King. I appreciate that. Right, but um, I, I think it works. But I I think the reason it works it, it works even more, thankful to this movie, because it allows because this whole movie is about Danny realizing that he's basically become his father in a certain way, an mm-hmm. alcoholic, you know. And uh, I know me and Candy have talked about this many times, is that uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but I can't, I got to mention the uh, the bar scene. where oh, he, amazing. Where he re-encounters um, Jack as Lloyd, the bartender, pouring joy at the Overlook Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's... That's probably my favorite scene in the movie. Like the best scene out of any movie out of 2019, because um, that's where it he realizes how much his father hated him as mm. a person. Like you know when he gives that whole spiel on uh, medicine, yeah. you know, <laughs> a wife, a kid, they eating everything he makes and everything he had, and you know you have that realization. My father hated me, you know. Go ahead, Candy. But he didn't hate him. 
it, it's it's the, what the hotel did to him, and that's what it does to people. Because you got to think of the previous bartender Lloyd was Grady, who had killed his family, but he right. had probably also loved his family as well. It turns you know all these negative yeah. emotions. Yeah. Right. It's all all that work and no play makes you a yeah. dull boy. Yeah, oh. and that's what it did to him. And you know, Jack was a, a struggling, you right. know, alcoholic, and you know that it, it still works even if you're loyal to the books. That scene still works so beautifully. No, it really does because it separates Jack from Danny right there, because yeah. Jack gave in to the temptation and the darkness, and he challenges Danny right there with the. Uh, Max quote, uh, so tell me, Pup, are you going to take your medicine? And Danny makes his stand right there. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Which infuriates Jack, where he smashes the fucking the, the bottle, uh, the, the cup off the table. And that's, that's you know, I mean, the finer arc of Danny in the story. Uh, I, I love Danny. I mean, spoilers. Um, <laughs> it sucks that you know, I know in the book he lives. I never read the book, but I know in the book he lives. And yep. of course, in this version... He, he does not, but I think it works, even though it's kind of like, uh, you know, saying you follow Danny throughout the whole thing. You see his struggles and you feel for the guy. And then, you know, but it, it is, you're OK with it because, you know, he knows he made he made that decision of his own free will. And, you know, and unfortunately, he had to be at a sacrifice to right the wrongs of right. the Kubrick film. Right. Because right, right. The but he also came back like, you know, yeah. Yeah, they give you that. Like, yeah, all right, he's gone. And I didn't want him to die. And the whole time watching, I'm like, Obi-Wan, no. But then I'm like, yes, you did good, though. So when they let me see him talk to her, the little girl, spoilers, at the end, I I felt good about that. I was like, okay. Right. No, like, because Abra was definitely, like, you know, just the way, like, uh, uh, a dick. So, I mean, he really didn't have a choice. So, and I mean, obviously, we know in the book, uh, Halloran lives. Yes. And he dies. That's but, another thing that pissed me off about The Shining. They fucking kill him. All that build up. Yep. And then he just fucking takes an axe and he dies. And I'm like, but he wasn't supposed to die. Right. You don't kill Scatman Crothers. No. No. You don't. No, you also, don't. But it, it is it is it's definitely one of the most effective jump scares in horror <laughs> movie history. When my man Jack Nicholson, the fucking point? and it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just the, just the way he goddamn character. Just the way he comes around that corner. Ah, ah, yeah. Yeah. Then, Although I'm, I gotta <laughs> okay. say, like, he can mentally hear Danny's calling him psychically all the way from Florida, but he can't psychically sense Jack Nicholson <laughs> hiding around the corner with Duh. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, right. thanks Kubrick. You fucking prick. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we, 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 I think we all could agree Stanley Kubrick's a fucking prick. He's a master filmmaker, but he's a fucking prick. Like, I, I would never forgive him for what he did to he's Shelley Duvall. He's a little Duvall. bit more credit than he deserves, sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah, Shelley Duvall. He ruined Shelley Duvall. He ruined yeah. her fucking life, man. Yeah. yeah. Damn. If you, if you watch the making of it, he's a fucking... Yeah, uh, very Hitchcockian. He, like, tortured, yeah. like, to torture Yeah, who we also agree accents. is a motherfucker. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave. Uh, well, I thought, like, um, uh, going back to the, the director, just I, I could always I pictured him walking this tightrope 
between trying to please both sides of the fan service, you know, the fans. Of the, I'm personally a fan of both. I don't know, maybe uh, I, I loved both. Um, I think a lot of the limitations in the movie were uh, technical, like they couldn't technically recreate the topiary. So they, mm-hmm. they went to a, um, a hedge maze. That's uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that part's okay. And um, and I think Stanley Kubrick was kind of a, a, a nasty motherfucker, so he liked making Jack a psychopath right from the word go. And, I mean, and, and Jack Douglas has we that face. We don't face. get the joy you of the descent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. We don't get that journey. And, and you, don't, you, don't, you don't get his remorse. You, you, you don't get his remorse in the, in the movie that you do in the book. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, a wrong that, the, that this movie righted. It gave... Uh, um, Danny a chance to be the hero that his father couldn't be in the first movie. He wasn't the book, but not in the movie. And uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, a, a monumental task bringing this movie off as as good as it. I mean, with the attention paid to it and the, and the tight walk, tight rope he had to walk, just monumental. No, most definitely. I will say though, for for the for the all the character arc we lost in Jack Torrance, we did get an amazing performance from Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack it, it, it's does, iconic. It was great. It just wasn't. Honey. Well, he's, he's darling. Light of my life. He's the actor who's going to give you psychotic. He's not going to give you warm and fuzzy dad feelings. Jack Nicholson, I don't think. Right. Uh, certainly <laughs> I mean, not. I think that he could have worked in the role, but if the if if Cooper could stop spending so much time fucking around because it was it's a long movie and maybe giving us some character development okay there was no character development and what character development we did have it just was wasted in a fucking jump scare so like fuck you dude <laughs> what you call it? uh have you ever seen the making of it uh i i, I have no interest in it yeah did did um did, did, when uh to see jack nicholson prepare for the the uh, here is Johnny scene. Oh yeah, he's, he's like a, he's jumping up and down. And he said, like, if, listen to what he's saying. He said, "You're all gonna die. Axe, murderer, kill." And he's swinging the axe. He almost hits one of the ads in the face with the axe. <laughs> Motherfuckers like, "Oh shit, let me get the fuck out of here before." You know, they have some fucking him. best boy right off screen with like a dart gun. You know, like <laughs> take Jack down. Yeah, take him down. Also, also, I found out that Jack Nicholson likes rice and noodles to, for dinner, and that's disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's gross together. You need to, like, your carb on that kind of... Yeah. yeah. So. Also, also that Jack Nicholson brushes his teeth before he does every take. What? He does. Oh my God. I he does. <laughs> no, Vivian, Vivian Kubrick uh, uh, brushes... Uh, he br- She captures him brushing his teeth, and he goes... Uh, She's like, uh, I brush my teeth before every take, and she goes, "Why?" He goes, "Consideration for my coworkers." So, <laughs> so I thought that, that was nice. I thought that was nice. That's <laughs> I can respect that. <laughs> well, if I could, if I could chime in real quick, um, this movie, I didn't know what to expect when when I first heard about it. Um, I love the book. Um, but I thought that they did a great job. Um, I love the Kubrick movie. Um, don't hit me. Um, Never. I, I thought, I mean, it's vastly different from the book, and I did enjoy the book too. But, you know, I thought the, the performances in that film were great. Um, you know, Jack Nicholson, you know, of course. But uh, 
the way that they, they like like Dave, what you said, where where he had to to walk this this tightrope to please both you know fans of the novel and fans of the film, I thought he did a marvelous job. The only thing that that I disagreed with the first time I watched it was in the novel in in Doctor Sleep, Snakebite Andy is older, mm-hmm. and her and Rose have you know kind of a romantic relationship. For a little bit. And and they changed it. And and so on my first viewing, I was kind of like disheartened by that. But then when I watched it a second time, I, I thought, you know what? It actually works well because it mirrors the relationship that Abra and Danny have. Sort mm-hmm. of like that mentor, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, teacher apprentice, you know, relationship or whatever. Um, so it, it didn't really bother me as much the the second viewing. But I just love all the, the callbacks to The Shining I love all of the little things that are thrown in there from the Stephen King universe. Um, There's the, a lot of references to the Dark Tower. Yeah, the bus line is called like like Tet Tet, Tet bus line, which you know from the Dark Tower was like the the Katet. And Halloran, and, you know, mentions Ka. Yeah, you know, Ka's a wheel and Ka's a wheel. You know, just, which just, I say Ka's a wheel in like real life all the time. Yeah, Ka's a wheel. Just a lot of really awesome throwbacks that, and you know, those little Easter eggs are things that I just eat the fuck up out of mm. movies. You know, when when they throw in just little bits that that maybe your normal your normal viewer your normies don't get it wouldn't get, but for people who you know have have been inside the King, the, the Stephen King universe for for such a long time and read a lot of his novels, they pick those things up. You know, <laughs> um, like like I think one of the ones when he's when he's getting on the bus, like two of the stops are Castle Rock and Jerusalem's Lock. Yeah, you know, and and it's just you know for split seconds they're they're in there, but you see them and it's just like oh shit. You know, and for me, you know, um, we talked about in in season two, we we did the entire series of the Haunting of Hill House, which was Mike Flanagan, yeah. and uh, I didn't, I watched that before I saw this film, so um, I was, you know, ex- I I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, can he like continue to impress me? But I think he he really did a great job with with that and with uh, Doctor Sleep. Um, Mike Flanagan and, and Ari Aster are really just like my favorite current horror things and, right now. And Eggers. Oh, Eggers too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those those three are fucking killing it right now. They're my favorites. I mean, that's where I want it. When I want, you know, some good modern horror, there's there's the place that I look. That you know, those are the three shining fucking stars, and of course we well Jordan Peele as well. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll be talking about that next episode. Woo-hoo. I'm getting excited about it. So yeah, um, yeah. I um, he kind of stole. It's like almost like you looked at my notes and just stole everything I was gonna say. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, Max. <laughs> I'm kidding. I will Max. say this movie did. Um, even though I enjoyed it more than uh, Stanley Kubrick's Shining, it did kind of make me enjoy Stanley Kubrick's Shining a little bit more. Mm. Like <laughs> just like I, I don't know if that even makes sense. Just watching it and how they portrayed this movie gave me a little deeper understanding of what was maybe going on when he was a child. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then um, when they started getting to the point where he was, because I, I was like, why is he going in the bathroom with this yeah. uh, ghost with a, with their titties out? Like, <laughs> what's going on? And then shuts the door and comes out like everything is fine. And then by the end of the movie, I understood what was going on. And it was like, oh, such a smart little kid. 
<laughs> yeah, and Halloran, Halloran taught him how to um, do all of that. Yep. You know, and um, I just, I don't know, it, reading the book, I already kind of knew, you know, what he was, you know, about the boxes. And I like, <laughs> Abra was such an, a fun, interesting character. One thing I was a little disappointed about, though, was uh, they took out the connection between mm. Danny and Abra because in the book, it is revealed that, you know, Jack Torrance, being the asshole that he was, uh, cheated on his wife and <laughs> had this other child who is Abra's mom. And uh, so he's actually Abra's uncle. Yeah. But they didn't put that in the film. And I, I kind of like that connection. Um, and I, I wish they would have left it in the movie, you know, <clears throat> but, but I know ever was such a great character. Uh, Rob. Um, I, uh, I didn't, I did not know that. And I'm actually kind of glad they left that out. Um, <laughs> why? Why? I know it was great. I just, uh, I, it's, I, it, it was I kind of just a neat experience. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I definitely could see that, but, uh, I kind of like the fact that they're just unrelated and, uh, they connected through their, their their powers, you know, I, I think that's fine. Then just making them directly related, some like you know somehow by blood or whatever. I don't know. That's just me. But um, as I, Sean was talking about like Easter eggs and like mm-hmm. I like Easter eggs. Those are fine. But I think uh, my biggest problem with the movie is that he kind of goes overboard with them during the the climax. I don't know which version did y'all see because I I've only seen the director's cut. I've never seen the the actual cut. I've only cut. seen the, the regular yeah, I think cut. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how the, the regular cut is, but I've seen the director's cut and uh, that's three hours long and uh, mm-hmm. separated in, in the chapters. And um, he kind of goes <laughs> overboard, like you know they show the blood coming out the the elevated doors and it's like. Eh, how how the fuck would she see that? You know, but that was I really feel like fan service. Yeah, yeah, uh, th- that's know? yeah, that's the and that's what bugs me a bit. Like you know, it's like <laughs> he kind of went too far with the fan service. It's just like eh, yeah, like I'm I'm already into the story. I don't need to be like but I already I know think it's he a. He was overwhelmed, you know, trying to do this task. He pulled it off, but you know, I think he just was trying to put fail safes in place. Yeah, I think no, essentially that's that's the whole purpose of putting Easter eggs in there is is you know. It's, you know, especially for the hardcore Stephen King fans, like right. it's one thing to to throw in Easter eggs for the original Shining. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's partially how he tried to help bridge that gap, you know, uh, between the, the two films. But, you know, the Easter eggs I was I was referring to were more so like other Stephen King works. No, 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 no. I know what you, you know? I know what you, I know what you meant. I was just saying I was using that as a segue to get to my initial issue with the with the film in itself. Was, yeah. uh, Sometimes he, when they put too many in there, it, it yeah. does feels forced. Like like mm-hmm. like you t- like you taken away from the story a bit just to give us fan service, and it's like I don't I, I'm already invested in the story. I don't need to be reminded continuously that you're making a continuation of The Shining. I mean, it it, it is what it is though. Um, I do. Well, say, I think that's though, for your your casual fans. Yeah, that's who they were trying to appeal to with that. Who maybe yeah. you know aren't like us and and watch this kind of stuff religiously, or you know have read the works, or you know whatever. Just your that's casual. Me. I'm Friday night going to the film. <laughs> mm. No, no, right. I enjoyed every little throwback. It's like that in Star Wars. It's me they speak of. Me, yeah, the casual guy. It's like yeah, no, I like those too. It's it's like getting yeah, it's the like back a little of love thrown my it's way. Like, it, 
It's like getting a back rub and a hand job at the same time. <laughs> oh, oh my god! love that. Come on now. That just uh, sounds that awesome. on the menu. I, I, I will say the one I yeah for the person doing it. The, the, yeah. the one the one I appreciated the most was um, when they go back to the Overlook and it plays that opening theme, which is one of my favorite pieces of music. Yes. And uh, it recreates the shots of like you know, hovering over like the the little. You know, that little baby island in the water <laughs> and, like, the journey they take. That's the shit I like. And but I then, think they, they reused the original film for that, didn't they? Uh, yeah, they just put in they, they just put in snow instead of, yeah, they, they digitally yeah. put in snow. Yeah. And they had to, like, filter it to make it look like night. But um, that shit I like. But also uh, the Newton Brothers score, their, their reinterpretation of that theme is just chef's kiss Mwah. yeah um i love i love the newton brothers by the way i think they're fantastic composers and uh this is just damn fine work that they did on this movie mm. especially their reinterpretation of the opening shining theme yeah oh yeah when you hear that opening chord yeah it's just, oh yeah you're there that, you're there you're there that, that, yeah. Wah, wah, yeah, there's wah, wah. It's, it's beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> yeah um erica Oh, gosh, I don't even know what I was going to bring up after that point. Uh, well, I, I know one thing I wanted to mention, um, which is backtracking a little bit, but when we were talking about differences between um, the novel and this adaptation, another thing that was significantly different other than the um, the twist that uh, Danny and Abra are related is um, this concept that the the psychic steam that comes off of people could carry diseases and then that's yeah that's the end of the of rose the hat and the true not characters so i thought that was an interesting concept i'm kind of glad they didn't go with that for the movie but uh it was great in the book it really worked yeah. like they were all dying of the, the measles and shit yeah like you they know got what i mean from the baseball boy that they tortured to death and yeah. and then they get the wait Get cancer. You could get COVID from the mist. Apparently, <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. I mean, you could get probably smallpox. Like you could get whatever. Because they were dying of measles, basically in the book. It was killing them from the steam. My luck, I'd end up with crabs. <laughs> <laughs> They're children, goddammit. <laughs> the fuck, man. Oh, this. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that was like all kinds of wrong, but I'm yeah. not even looking at him right now. And oh, so right. As Sean takes us down the dark road again. Sorry. <laughs> With the crap. I'll be your bus driver, Sean. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Don't sit on any toilet seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they got it. Come on. Oh, yeah. Right, right. That's how they got children. it. You're fucked up, man. You guys are filthy. Get out. Um, Kids are dirty. I believe you You married them. (laughs) I'm sorry, who? Me? Yeah, Yeah. you. No, sorry. (laughs) I was laughing. Uh, So on a a larger scale, the Overlook, I I think in both the the original movie and the original book, probably more so the book, represents addiction. I think it's addiction. It it, Mm -hmm. eats you. uh, Rob mentioned it eats and eats and eats. And um, and obviously um, Danny's following in his father's footsteps of being an addict. But I wanted to mention how the true not themselves are the biggest fucking junkies mm-hmm. in this story. Clearly. I mean, even the even the visual cues, what like the very first kill of the little girl by the uh, lakeside, 
when they move in, it, they do that sort of jump cut where they're they're like 10 feet away and then they're right on top just sucking and they're such a bunch of fucking junkies. Yeah. And there's a scene there's a scene early on where Crow Daddy is talking to Rose on the roof of her really dope camper, by the way. I want a camper just like that. Yeah. And he and he's um he's almost like pleading with his his dealer to like mm-hmm. give him a fix. He's like, you know, we, we we need to eat and she's holding back. And then he even says, you know, I might need some just to find them. He's like begging for a fix. They're a bunch of fucking junkies. And um, I just want you guys to know, I know you it doesn't seem like it when I'm making the schedule that 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 I do these in groups, but I actually do. Yeah, it totally connected to last week. Yeah, totally connected to connected to last week. And so, so is is if I I kind of find these like tiny little threads between something like where I have I can connect brain damage to <laughs> Doctor Sleep. Yeah, you have done your job if you can do that. You can pray that. Yeah. I just put a lot of work that's, into the schedule. No, I'm that's saying. good. Don't, don't worry, since I noticed. And um, and you and you can see where Stephen King was. Um, I'm not sure where he was in his addiction, you know, arc when he wrote The Shining, but it seems oh, to me that he was pretty deep in it. He was down a dark path. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and, and it shows. It shows. Plus, his relationship with his father. Did his father bail when he was really young? Stephen King's yeah, father. Yeah, yeah. His so mom that, that, that him and his that brother shows. by herself. Back you know, in the day. And, and his father trying to kill him with the anger. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it, it, I, it's all about addiction and the true knot are the biggest junkies in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops. Uh, um, I I uh, I did want to bring up uh, one particular scene, which is um, it was mentioned earlier the the baseball kid uh, played by Jacob Tremblay, who is a phenomenal child actor. And uh, he has the most traumatizing scene in the film, so much so that he actually traumatized the 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 the, the adult actors who were acting alongside him in that scene on purpose. Yeah. Uh, he he that. went yeah he went all out to to traumatize them, and uh, when they told him that the the all the adult actors were traumatized. And they were just like, like just completely, just oh my god, you know, he, he made us just to feel terrible. He gave his father a high five. <laughs> <because> <laughs> he 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 did his job, and I and I and I like that. I like that. Uh, uh, I like that kid, Jacob Trimley, and I, I like that they cast him because he's such a, at the moment, he's such a notable child actor, and he's probably like the most notable one. Uh, he was in so many great movies. Uh, Room with uh, Brie Larson, uh, which, you know, Oscar winning film. And uh, I like that they picked him because he was so notable. So when you see him, you think he was going to be a big part. And then they just kill him off like five, ten minutes later. He's an important part of the story, but like he's not alive. <laughs> right, right. Very long, you know what I mean? But like, no, it, it makes sense. Like when, when you say it like that, because... That scene basically hangs over the rest of the film. Yeah, it's because, a very pivotal part yeah. of everything. It, it's and such it's fucking a, hard to watch. It oh, is. Yeah. It is. It is such a traumatizing moment that it hangs over the rest of the picture. Like you know, they they maliciously and just tortured, mm-hmm. kill this kid, and like you know the performance he gives. Like it's it's you think about it like way after the scene is over. Like yeah. it's still on your mind, you know. Yeah, they and did a lot of takes of that scene too. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's it it really just you know I remember just for the first time I watched it, and I was just like, 
Oh man. Yeah. Like you know that that like you know it takes a lot. You know what I'm saying like I'm not affected by gore and I'm not anything like that. But like that shit just fucks with you seriously. Where it's just like you feel sick. Like I definitely felt sick. Like yeah. ugh. Well, and and, and they I'm saying they, you know like it, they get better steam when when they hard. die slowly and they're tortured. Yeah. They take the time to show the knife that she's going to use. She reaches yeah. back. And it's this fucking brutal razor blade looking. Yeah. So that that just you can just imagine what that's yeah. doing. I like that that effect when they mm-hmm. you get to see the knife as she brings it across. Yeah, and uh, also the fact that they they seem like kind of sexually aroused by yeah. torture. Too. I mean that makes it like well, extra. they would have these big fuck sessions afterwards. Yeah, you know? right. Um, the erotic charge they get from yeah. that is like. Ooh. Um, it kind of made me um, like I know the novel predates the whole QAnon conspiracy theory, but it's like watching the movie gets like, oh, my gosh, it's almost like this QAnon bullshit where there's this secret society of these like child murdering vampires who have to torture kids to death to artificially prolong their own lives. And <laughs> and only kids that shine, yeah. you know, because yeah. they have the steam. Yeah, yeah. And they want universal health care, those bastards. <laughs> Great. Thanks for bringing that up, Eric, because somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, by the way, I do not endorse QAnon or any bullshit like that, but I well, just I don't, don't, I don't think any of us do here. Yeah. I, mean, I feel you know, strongly yeah. that I can speak on behalf of everyone that we do not yeah. buy this bullshit. <laughs> we are not yeah. okay with it. Thanks. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is another, uh, what we talked about a little, uh, well, quite a bit, actually, in our Stephen King uh, book episode, um, is the emotional vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, these are another thing. And it's something that Stephen King came up with. And Joe Hill also writes a lot of stuff that's inspired by his father, you know, sort of in the same vein. But, you know, he's his own thing. But uh, like where he had Nosferatu is an emotional vampire with, that preys on children. And, um you know, and I'll start with Dandelo back in, uh, yeah. you know, fucking uh, The Dark Tower. I think it was the, the seventh book, the last book. Um, that book that's actually called The Dark Tower. But there's Dandelo, beware of Dandelo. But ever since then, we've, we're getting all these emotional vampires. And, you know, I, I liked how it was used here because it's, it's such an abstract concept. It's, you really have to make it work. And he does. And so this was just another offshoot of that concept. And it, but it's these, you know, like, how are you going to write? Because he was he was uh, very intimidated about writing it because um, people kept asking him, well, whatever happened to Danny from The Shining after everything happened? Mm-hmm. And so he was kind of daunted, like, what am I going to do about the sequel? You know, but yeah, I thought he did really well. And the concept of bringing back that emotional vampirism. And the fact that they hung out, you know, in, at least in the book, um, in the movie, of course, it's the, the Overlook itself, because this is full of all kinds of, you know, steams and, and, and just things. It's a, it's a bad place. Um, but in the book, it's like a campground and they camp there because they all live in these RVs, whatever, going around, you know, either recruiting members um, who have the shine, who are useful and or, you know, finding the kids with the steam. And they all have like, I don't know, I, I just like how they all have sort of like these powers they were specific, like Crow Daddy could locate and, you know, they, they all had these different things they could do. And then Rose the Hat ran it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think like Crow Daddy, because I love I love the actor that played Crow Daddy. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know that I had seen him in anything else, but he played that role so well. But I think in the in the book it goes into he was uh, from the Civil War and he was like a tracker for the army or some uh, shit. Yes. But like you know the interesting little like backstories. So like in the film, like like I think it, I read that like his holster was like a, a, a replica of like a Civil War era uh, holster and shit. You know, just little throwbacks and stuff like that. And you know them kind of peeping on Snake Bite Andy for a while, watching her do her work, and then realizing you know she's got the shine and she you know it's people who use it for nefarious purposes. Um, and they're useful. And she has the power of convincing. And I think one of uh, another really powerful moment in the film is when, you know, they're out there and they're they have this trap set up and they're going to they're going to get the true knot. And then, she, he, you know, um, the, the guy who has like the little bit of the shine, that's Danny's friend. Just, she just walks by him, turns and, you know, and he, Danny's immediately like, no. And she's just like, kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> they actually just. <laughs> Yeah, even her, even she knows she's time. She knows she's dying, and she still has the wherewithal to give that last little fuck you. which is is a great character. I was like, fuck. (laughs) I mean, it it didn't it didn't like slow down, let you process it either. It just fucking happens. No, right. And that's definitely a power I wish I had. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Pay my bills. (laughs) <laughs> it's not working. You suck at it. I'm, Pretty I'm sure we have to take those, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. I would want to always wanted to be a scanner. Place, I don't think you're getting ahead there. <laughs> a scanner. <laughs> I know. I dig oh, that no. too. <laughs> uh, Dave. Oh, I, I one, uh, there was a detail that I, I found in this movie that I loved is when um, Rose the Hat opens up the um, cupboard that she keeps the canisters in. The three or four that are left, they all have individual little um, accoutrement hanging off them. Like, I don't know if they were like, like yeah. one was a scrunchie and one was like uh, a matchbox car. They were little. I found that like almost endearing and horrifying at the same time that she yeah. would keep little little bits of um, memorabilia. Fucking villain. It's almost, she was a great villain. It's almost like uh, like how serial killers will keep a yeah. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love that. And they, they and it's never I don't I can't remember in the book if it's mentioned at all, but in the movie it's not. Yes, it is. They it don't is mention in the, book. In, in, in the movie they don't mention it at all. It just is. And I love that the visual. It's like that's really that that made her almost even worse that she would keep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was saying she was a really fucking fascinating great villain. Yeah. And when I say great villain, not like she was good, like she was bad. But in the book, and, but, and, and, and she's so the actress is so beautiful, obviously. But in the book, yeah. her true wasn't her true form really horrible with a big like tusk yeah, hanging out of the. Thing. Right, I was right. wanting to see that, and we didn't see yeah. that. We didn't get to see the tusk. Oh. I was waiting for it. I was waiting. They took way too long to even show the cycling because that was happening a long time mm. previous. Yeah. And then we finally see the cycling, and I'm like, that's cool, but I guess maybe they can only afford to do it here. I don't know. Back. Uh, <laughs> You know what scene I have to say I dug dug the most when uh, she was uh, going into Abra's uh, dream and she was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm gonna look through this mm-hmm. cabinet." And I was thinking to myself, you know what? If I had to order organize stuff for my my dream in my head, it'll probably be file cabinets. And then like it slammed on her hand, and then like I was like, "Oh, Abra got that power." Yeah, that's, <laughs> like that was a nice scene. I enjoyed that a lot. And what's beautiful mm-hmm. is uh, Sim King writes children so well, and Abra would translate it to screen very, very well. And I like uh, 
the anime that she's really into is Ruby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, at that part where she's kind of showing her power, she takes on the form of one of the characters from Ruby, the anime, you know, because she's a kid. But, you know, oh, kids yeah. are fucking brave and, and sometimes stupidly brave. But, I mean, <laughs> so she kind of took on, like, the you know, this, like, vision of what inspired her and it made her feel stronger it's almost like superhero <laughs> yeah type. like a, like a superhero change out and she was the character from ruby and, and it was just really awesome that's an actual real anime hmm. and manga series yeah didn't she do that to like disguise her identity too she didn't want them to see yes. her true face so she took that on yeah yeah, yeah. and kind of and it made her feel more powerful as well because right. she was scared you know as any child would be as any adult would be but children you know Mm-hmm. that's how you know they, they kind of get tougher and sometimes we still do that as adults sometimes we just use something to to you know that we wear or that we whatever to make us feel stronger and better and more confident you know um rob so um we're, we're talking about the uh, abra the, the actress who plays abra is absolutely fantastic matter of fact the entire cast yeah. Uh, is absolutely fantastic. But um, one person I wanted to single out was um, a regular of Mike Flanagan's productions, and that's uh, Mr. Henry Thomas yes. as Jack Torrance or Lloyd the bartender. I know I said it uh, during. Our, yeah, I know I said it during our discussion of uh, haunting a hill house. But yep. who who'd ever thought we see Elliot from ET <laughs> take over? You know Jack Torrance from Jack Nicholson and be fucking phenomenal at it. He killed it, man. Right, like, it. like everybody. I I saw a bunch of people saying that oh they should have did like had like Jack Nicholson's voice and did like a deep fake. No, no, no. no. It worked perfectly. It, it worked perfectly. It having that would have taken me out of the scene. Yes, <laughs> I, I think I think it was perfect. It would have been overkill and yeah. pushing too hard. I thought what they did was great. It took me a while to realize it was Henry Thomas. Right, right. It was so well done. Right. They shaved. He shaved. He actually shaved his head, and wow. uh, they put up a, a hair appliance on him for that. Uh, he's actually bald underneath that. Um, <laughs> and uh, I like that they didn't even give him like makeup to look more like Jack Nicholson. They just put that on him, but he's pretty much just Henry Thomas. Yeah. But the, it was young CGI Jack. No, so no, I'm just finding out it's my man from <laughs> No, it, See, at first I thought that, but I was like, no, that's actually doing that. But it took me a while because it was so fucking well yeah. done. Yeah. Right. That's that's the like you know that's I think a uh, couple with Ewan McGregor, who's one of my favorite actors. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Also, uh, to let you know that um, his his birthday is in a few days, shared with a certain somebody in this conversation. Um, uh, yeah, could it be you? Yeah, I share a birthday with Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Um, yeah. Yeah. You ain't Obi Wan, bro. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Let me dream. Let me dream. Let me have this, bro. <laughs> All right, I'll let you have it. I'll let, let me have, have this. Let me. Have, I share a birthday with Obi Wan Kenobi. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm pretty jealous. I'm pretty jealous. <laughs> it's all good, I share bro. a birthday with Brigitte Bardot, if that means anything. Mm. <laughs> I'm ready this January 4th, Waxkies. Right. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, my, my boy Leash uh, has that same birthday. He's exactly one year older than you. <laughs> I know, I know. Mac has always been pissed about his birthday because you know it's right after uh, Christmas and New yeah. Year. So, well, my mom's a January baby, so she has the same thing. She's well, like, first, uh, the first everyone's everything. 
Mac always Everybody's always like, oh, man, yo, Christmas, <laughs> then I party New Year's, I'm broke, baby. And I'm like, yeah, yeah me too. My mom, my mom says that, and she's like, well, because hers is in January, and she's just like, well, it's never that exciting, and because Christmas just happened. It's cold. I'm like, I don't know what Who to do. Who wants to go out man. when it's cold? It's right. always I cold. usually buy myself something nice, though. Like I I'll, have I'll, right, I'll, right I'll, as I'll treat starts. Myself. I have the perfect birthday. <laughs> nah, You're worth it, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 like, uh, of course, I would continue to go back to that bar scene. Um, it's I, so I, great. It's I so great. I can't help it. Mm-hmm. It is, it is the, the, the absolute greatest scene, the testament of how great this movie is. Um, and how it starts off, him yeah. sitting down, getting, like, because my wife watched it, and sorry to cut you off, she was <laughs> like, what's going on? And I was like, him sitting down started the sequence of events that... Well, we're about to transpire after turning the house on, but like waking right. it up, starting that scene out and right. him telling him like, yo, you don't even want to know that your wife, like, and I then, was like, uh, yeah, I was like, wow. Right. And Lloyd went on up. his rampage about like, yo, putting it out there, keeping it a hundred percent. Like it'd be like that. Sometimes you're doing so much for everyone else and not for yourself. And then it gets to the point where they eat you're like, yeah. yeah, but that's that's medicine. That that's that's Jack completely giving himself over to the house. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. a lot of that is the house speaking. But uh, when when Danny persists, it seems like they let Jack out for just a moment. Yeah, to reassure him, yeah. like right, like this is your father, and this is what he thought of you, you little fuck. And you know, <laughs> and you see you see that emotional devastation on Danny's face. You know, mm-hmm. as yeah. Jack. That was- Jack pours him the drink, like, yeah, go ahead, take your medicine. Well, and, that's why that's why the hotel let him through because yeah. he wanted to hurt him. And you, you hurt somebody who was in recovery, you're like much more likely mm-hmm. to relapse. And then they then the overlook would have him too. And that's right. who they wanted anyway. Exactly. That's exactly who I mean, Jack is fine, but they really wanted Danny. You yeah. know. Danny was there, you know, like, ooh, we want that goodness. Same way the, the one that hat. got away, also. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely the one that got away, and they just like, you know, oh, he came back. And so it, they bring out the gonna, big guns. We got to get that alcoholic father. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. Right. Jack is the big gun, and letting him out for a few seconds so he could tell his son how much he thought of him and hated him was what they perceived to be the kill shot, but they didn't realize just how strong Danny was. That's why he's like, tell me, Pop, are you going to take your medicine? And th- that ultimate defiance, I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very emotional scene. And it got to me, you know, because I, you know, we, we, we kind of, again, here we are getting um, out of something what we bring to it a little bit. And, you know, just facing up to that. And, and, and then part of, part of the recovery process for addiction is to face up to the realities, live life on life's terms, a lot of things like that. And facing up to some things that are really fucking hard. And and you have to, to live sober. You have to live free. And and freedom it's not free. Mm-mm. And you have to you have to face some really hard things and you have to be strong in the face of them. And you have to stay strong and or you're just not gonna make it. And, you know, obviously Jack wasn't strong enough, but Danny is. And, and we're so happy 
about that. And even at the end, it's just, it's so sad, you know, how it ends with, with Danny, but it makes sense, you know, if we're just using the film universe, because he, he was willing to sacrifice himself to save other people and the sacrifice is noble and to destroy the overlook as it should be destroyed because it's a bad place. You know, um, can't think of the exact quote from the, the shining book, uh, a bad place with bad, uh, fuck it'll come to me. I can't, I didn't think to write it. What, this, this, um, inhuman place makes human monsters. Yeah. Yes. That, that's it. That's it. Uh, the, and uh, like it, it, it's it's funny to point out he basically made a sequel to the shining movie the book but also basically did the shining over uh-huh. in, in yeah. a way yeah. And, yeah. You know, so kudos to mike flanagan for oh absolutely yeah absolutely fantastic, fantastic job, job. Yeah. Fantastic i mean job. i was i was not I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the film when I saw it, though. I was very impressed. And I was what I was disappointed with was the reception. I just don't think the right, you know, the people who spend the money and, and you know, it's usually that falls to our normies, um, people who are just kind of casual horror people and maybe only saw, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, no. but people like us really appreciate it. And so it didn't make the money. It didn't get the praise it deserved. And Mike Flanagan has, has never failed to impress me. And this mm-hmm. is just one more fucking huge impression. Thank right. you. Great job. He, well he, he really impressed me was when he made his prequel to the Ouija movie or Ouija movie. And, he, oh. and, and it was, it was so good. He made me want to see the first one, which was a giant piece of shit. It's a giant piece of shit. It and is. it's like, wow, like that that's how great he is. He made me want to see this giant piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's an impressive achievement, making yeah. a giant piece of shit, making the sequel you know, great. People, yeah. The Haunting of Hill House did really, really well on Netflix, and I was so impressed with it. And then we, there was a Haunting of Bly Manor. Nobody liked it. I liked I like it. it. But see, I, like I knew I knew that you would like it because you and I can do gothic pacing and atmosphere and mood. But a lot of other people are expecting something different. Right. I'm like, it's the fucking gothic. What do you expect? No. Like, don't you right. know what this is? I thought it was beautifully done. Yeah, I thought it was really well it was, done. It was just as good as the Haunting Hill House. It was different though. What? You know, and and he I, did a great job with, with the haunting of Bly Manor. So everybody, all the haters can fuck off because Bly Manor was good. <laughs> no, he, in education, understand gothic. No, here's the initial problem. The problem is he only directed like one episode of Bly Manor, and that turned a lot of people off. A but lot of people were turned off. Responsible, his name's all over it, and he he did oversee, right. you know, this process. So it it's still a Mike Flanagan work. Right, but I think people were just so trustworthy of him to see that his hands were not like directly on almost every single frame. Like, I mean, he didn't direct every episode of Mahoney, Hill House, but he directed the majority of them. Yeah, and pe- people were so trusting of him that when they found out that he only directed like one episode of Blind Manor, they were like, ugh. But see, yeah. that's not the complaints that I heard. The complaints I heard was it was too slow. It wasn't scary no, enough. Those, those, those complaints as well. But I, I heard a lot that's, of people. That's all just, I ever heard. And I'm just like, but it's a gothic. I mean, it's based off of you know Henry James' works, mainly the turn of the screw, and um, 
Those are not something like your casual reader is going to pick up because it's slow. It's I remember being in a literature yeah. class and we're reading Frankenstein, which is a gothic. And yeah. everybody's so excited. And then they're really fucking disappointed in the book. And I'm like, it's a gothic. Right. I, I love that. I think this was fucking Boris, you know. That's, that's one of my all-time favorite books. Yeah, uh, but see, like, but they expected like a Boris Karloff. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not right. how this is. Right, that that Boris Karloff image has impermeated itself into the subconscious Which of society. Which is completely and right. different than, yeah. than the Mary Shelley work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's just like it, I don't know, but I I just thought the Haunting of Bly Manor was good. I wanted to shout out on that. So, um, Dave. Uh, sort of uh, on a side thing, I wanted to talk about the fact that they did not try to digitally enhance the actors playing uh, Shelley Duvall's character and um, Dick Halloran's character. That they mm-hmm. went with actors who kind of looked like them, and I, I personally thought that was a great choice. I think I would have been mm-hmm. distracted. You mm-hmm. know, it would have been like um, having a Princess Leia back. You know, after mm-hmm. after oh, Carrie yeah. Fisher died. I was oh. wondering what you all thought of that. Is, is there anybody oh. who thinks they should oh. have tried to digital enhance it, or am I right? Wait, that, no, I thought yeah. it was great the way it was. Wait, you mean uh, the uncanny valley face on Carrie yes, Fisher where and Rogue where, One? Where you know it's not real, and so you're just totally distracted. You're not yeah. right. Movie but, at all. Right, and they show, it they, bright, they, they show it in bright garish light, like, this is going to blow people's minds, and it's like, no, the fuck <laughs> right. it looks terrible. I don't like when they do that. Which Peter Cushing looks terrible, too. Paul Walker. I, I, I thought yeah. it was a great choice. For anybody, have you guys watched The Mandalorian? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, I'm ho- spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched season two. Um, but Shame on you. <laughs> at, at the so end... At, at, at the end of the, the final episode of the second season, um, you get this five-minute scene with this dude that shows up in this black cloak and this green lightsaber, and he's just cutting through droids. And I knew – I mean the second I saw it, I knew it was Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I mean obviously. I mean <laughs> you, you just knew, right? But then they get to the, to the, to the final part of the scene, and he steps in, and they've, they've – computer animated you know mark hamill's younger self and i was i was let down when they did that oh like, god it wasn't the best but it wasn't too bad it wasn't it wasn't horrible i've it seen wasn't bad when they did uh you know unbroke one at the very end with princess leia i mean it wasn't bad i mean it was great to see her because she had just died at that time but uh-huh. at the same time it's sort of like you didn't have to do it you yeah. could have used like a look like or not really showed the face or focused like what they did with this film like we didn't really get I like showed a face yeah you know or not like completely focus on it like it's not so yeah. so my question is when when technology gets to the point where they can actually digitally reproduce uh, an actor on another actor's face uh, where you can't you wouldn't know the difference if you didn't know is that still acceptable or would you still prefer like because you're still going to know it's not right. Mark Hamill. Yeah, you, so that still you, makes it distracting right. if you already right. know. Like, That's you what I as well just do the yeah. performance. Like, like I really thought it was really well done in this film. Like, you know, okay, so the actors look different and, you know, we're going to just go with this and it works. And you're like you said, you're not distracted. You're you're sucked in and it doesn't it doesn't make you go, oh, wait, they did a great job on that. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I thought. Because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't take out a moment. But I will say that if I was at Coachella and they, that hologram of Tupac popped up, yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Uh, that shit. I, man, that would have been some holograms. Yeah. No. Uh... <laughs> I want to go see Tupac hologram. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> I might pay to see Tupac hologram. That's no, what I, I just mean, I mean clearly I didn't get to see him when he was alive, so I wouldn't mind <laughs> seeing him as a hologram. No, <laughs> no no digital faces for me. Uh and even even if they perfected, which they clearly haven't, look at fucking <laughs> They clearly haven't. Henry Cavill's <laughs> face in the original cut of Justice League. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they can't even I they can't remove a fucking mustache properly. They're gonna sit there and do this GI Carrie Fisher, like <laughs> Grandma Tarkin and shit, fucking Peter Cushion. It looks fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! They did it. They tried with Paul Walker, and they had his brother, and that I thought that was. That's garbage. why they. But, but you still, they kept him in the background. You never saw him up close. They were smart to uh, do that. When they did that car scene where he's looking at looking at him through the window. Hey, go! Brother. Oh, we're going away. That was a, horrible. No, no, no. Here's the thing. That's actually Paul Walker, though. They just took that, that was from, horrible. They took that. It, it looks bad because they rotoscoped him from fucking uh, Fast Five when they were all racing. <laughs> Remember when they stole the cop cars and they were already saying and put them in there? <laughs> well, they, they might as well have and shit because that shit is just debauchery. Um, <laughs> but they rotoscoped him in from when they, they in the scene in Fast Five when they were all racing the cop cars after they just stole them in the street. That's that shot. And they just had somebody fuck a voice actor. That, oh, you thought you can leave without saying goodbye? So that's that that's, shit looked like straight autopsy face. I was like, what is this? Oh my god! And I love Paul Walker. That's my guy. Like, but I was disappointed. Oh, yeah. Right now with Paul Walker, all I can think about is Tammy and a T-Rex, and I just don't want to think oh, about. Oh, Tammy! Oh no! No, no, no that would be maybe die a little bit inside. I no. may be actually a cadaver right now. I love that movie. It made me die that much. Love that. Movie. <laughs> Honey, if you die, I'm not gonna pour vodka on your brain in a jar and, and take my clothes off for you. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll or, or my favorite moment, like of course she's the, the way she's walking. Are you insinuating that she fucked the animatronic dinosaur? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I probably need to watch this movie. Yeah, it's on Shutter. Valentine's Day. Yeah, um, it's the That and the Witch. It's on my list. Maybe the T-Rex. I was hoping they were going to show the Love Witch first because I had no intention of watching the the gore cut of Tammy and T-Rex. But unfortunately, <laughs> it was first and then the Love Witch. And I'm like, God damn it! I'm just going to watch the Love Witch another time. I I watched I watched the gore cut the same day I watched Parasite, and I think I enjoyed it more than fucking Parasite. Really? Oh man! T-Rex hurt. It hurt so bad. Tammy and the T-Rex is fucking amazing. MST3K would have given up and walked out. <laughs> I, re- I reject your... Now, Riff Tracks would have done it. Yeah. I reject your criticisms of Tammy and the T-Rex. That movie is fucking <laughs> <Exactly>. great. <laughs> I reject, <laughs> I reject Dave, it. Seen, I've never even seen The power that movie, of Christ so. compels you. Dave, have you seen, uh, seen Roller Gator? Oh, no. No, oh. I haven't. Nah. Yeah, it's Roller Gator came on um, one night and we had it on the Riff Tracks channel, and that fucking guitar woke me up. You know how hard it is to wake me up with noise? Yeah. And I was like, oh my I god, don't... fucking kill it with fire. Fucking kill it. No. Now that movie. Now that movie I got up and just turned that kill shit off. Too, I was like, fire. fuck you. Joe Estevez, That's... respectfully, go fuck yourself. We, we, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> respectfully, you know, respectfully, respect, go fuck yourself. He didn't make it. You can't say that about Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez is. How bad do you need a paycheck that you're gonna be in that fucking whatever I'm, that was? I'm oh, I that well, we did do Maximum Overdrive, right? Maximum yeah. Overdrive is a goddamn masterpiece compared to that shit. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
we fell asleep. We fell asleep one night on the Rift Tracks channel, and we woke up. <laughs> we, we woke up to fucking Birdemic. Yeah, right. quiet except for the goddamn birds. And those what is birds, that song? The, sound, the sound those birds make. With the bomb sounds. Oh my god. We were like, what the hell is happening? Like that I said, song, it's really that, hard that, to wake me up with noise because I have that noise to sleep. You guys are in the bar. Something about your family, the bar song from Birdemic. Hanging out with my family. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Have a good time. Yeah. Hanging out with my family. Yeah, thank you. And just so over and over again, ad nauseum. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's going to be now. Thank so you. Painful. It's like every time we watch uh, um, Soul Taker. The, the song that the band's playing at the, yeah. at the, the summer fest or whatever. I want to be happy today. <laughs> Get stuck in my fucking head every time. Don't make okay. me be lonely no more. <laughs> what are, what are I don't know the whole fucking song. <laughs> Where's Rob? Is he okay? Rob's like, fuck you guys. You're dumb. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Something with his eyes. Something with his eyes. Yeah, he's mad yeah. that you were dissing on that movie uh was it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tammy oh. and the T Rex. Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. I'm sorry. I do love Joe Estevez, and I, yeah. I was a little harsh. Um, but uh, I wish no, you he could just try harder for a better job. What's happening to you, Estevez. bro? I, is there such a. No, I can, I can go in the conversation. <laughs> anyway. Can you, um, can you die in a room with dignity when there's a Joe Estevez? Yeah. Can you die with dignity? She asked us. Before we before we go any further, I'd like to uh, I'd like to start a new trend here. I want to do uh, Shaun of the Dead's shithead reviews, <laughs> where where I read some really shitty reviews of, of whatever film we're we're covering. I mean, yeah, yes. uh, he did not consult with me. I'm yeah, surprised I'm just, you would. I'm just throwing this out. only okay. only because I I was thumbing through these reviews and some of these one star reviews are hilarious. Okay. <laughs> so so I this one this. is from uh, and I'm getting these off of IMDb. Um, this is from uh, Axel242. He says, one star, utter crap and misunderstanding the plot of The Shining. He says, I hold The Shining as one of the best movies ever made. Wrong. And to call this dung heap a continuation of that is one of the worst statements ever made. I wish I had never seen this piece of garbage and wish I could get the time I wasted on it back. If you value The Shining as much as I do, do not see this movie. It's not worth it. Damn, that's harsh. Um, this one is from James Jump, one star. Disappointing mess. Avoid this movie at all costs if you're a fan of the original Shining. If you're a fan of Stephen King's drug-induced crap, you know, the fictitious drivel that qualifies as a book nowadays. I'm about to kick somebody's ass. Then I, yeah. guess waste, I guess you'll waste your money on this no matter what. Rose the Hat? Is that supposed to scare anyone? Really? Candy, you're going to love this one. This one's from Skepticos, one star. I'm already got a hit list going. Almost, <laughs> almost as bad as a Twilight movie. Ha! What? The film is almost as bad as a Twilight movie. Fairly okay for a Sunday afternoon movie, but when inevitably compared to The Shining, it's a one out of ten. Mike Flanagan has been doing bad movie, one bad movie after another. When it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Just let the guy go flip burgers at McDonald's and make something useful with his life. Making movies isn't one of those things. Wow. Fuck that guy. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah, my hit list is growing. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of, of really shitty reviews well, on here. Remember the but... one I read for Hard Dark Zombies with the dicks? Yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> I tried they to block did, it. They did, like, the, you know, the little, the little emoji, emoji with dicks. the dicks. Yeah. <laughs> but those were the high reviews, because I thought, these people <laughs> got to be fucking high. They're on, like, PCP Angel Dust, some shit, because they think this is a great movie. Yeah, oh. no, it was the opposite. But yeah, let's let's continue that. And going from that, let's go into our reviews. I will go first, as I always do, because I don't want anybody to ever steal my idea. Because I'm like, I have a great idea, and if they do, I'm going to be disappointed. Um, so I'm going to give this film, uh, what's usually rare, but hasn't been lately because we've been doing some great stuff. Um, ten out of ten death flies. Um, I just, I really didn't, I, I don't, I don't know what I expected, but it, it was just better than whatever it was I, I had in my head. And it, it's definitely, it righted the wrongs of The Shining. No, I don't hate the movie The Shining. It's just not what everybody thinks it is. It's not, it's not as great as everybody says it is. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but, um, this movie it, is just, uh, it just, it fixes the, the wrongs, uh, it, it it does everything else right. It's it's just very entertaining. The acting is top notch. The the actors are top notch. Um, and just I really really enjoyed it. Definitely a good revisiting film. And I you know I could watch this over and over. It's just fantastic. So down ten death lies. Um, who who Mac was there? Oh, Mac. Uh, thank me. So I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. I wish I had a blackboard in my room when I was growing up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I all over my wars. That would have been great. But um, I think the reason why I was able to give it that score was because, like I said, it took me on a ride, and it kind of had me locked in right in the beginning. Uh, scene I know we didn't bring up, but when he was all uh, drugged up with the the hooker or the girl he was sleeping with, mm-hmm. realized he spent all his money on drugs. He took her money. I was like, yeah, that's how you do it. You spent that money on drugs, you gotta take my money back. <laughs> okay. Really and then he rolled like out, like put addicts. the kid on the bed and just rolled out. I was like, oh, all right. But then they, but then so they died, bro. They, they died. did. <laughs> but yo, like that's what happens when you're doing drugs and living that lifestyle. Yeah. That so, is true. Ten out of ten blackboards in the room. Good. <laughs> nice. Uh, Rob. Um. I don't know. Uh, I'm like I said. I had a problem with the fan service toward the end. I really did. Oh, I'll also, to let you know the, if if any of our view, uh, listeners are wondering why there was a loud scream is because I accidentally I was rubbing my eye and I accidentally shoved my fucking finger in it. <laughs> Trust me, I know how that feels. I wear contacts, and I've woke up mornings, and I've had my my head ass backwards. And instead of putting my contacts in, I go to take my contact out and put my finger right on my fucking eye. That yeah, shit. that that shit fucking hurts. I've been trying to so, wear bandy contacts. Uh, good safety check. Right, right. This is this is why. If you're wondering why you heard a yell, that was me shoving my finger in my fucking eye by accident. He said uh, eye. I, I, <laughs> my eye. No, um, you know what? Fuck it. I'll give it a ten out of ten. Silver spoons on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I did have a problem with the fan service, but it's minor. 
compared to how great the story is. Uh, the act, the acting is. Uh, Ewan McGregor is fucking phenomenal. Uh, everybody else is amazing. Uh, Mike Flanagan is the true star of the film, though. The, the the job he pulls off in this is monumental in the extreme and has to be commended as such because the crazy son of a bitch did it. He pulled it off. Fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> shout out, to, shout out to him. Uh, I I forgot we forgot to mention that the actress who plays Wendy, I mean she doesn't uh-huh. really look like Shelley Duvall, but she sounds absolutely fucking like her. It was yeah. distracting. Uh-huh. She really it does. wasn't really even about looking like her. It was just pulling <clears throat> off the presence, so, and she right. did it well. Yeah. When, when she runs over when he's talking to Dick on the bench, and uh, Carl, uh, uh, the actor who plays uh, uh, Dick and shit, he's fantastic too. I remember him all the way from Mantis on. Channel 5 and shit all the way back in the day. But when she runs over like, Daddy! Daddy! It's like, oh my god. <laughs> like, that that is Shelly Duvall in the extreme right there. But she did the damn thing. She, she yeah. really did. She really did. But, uh, yeah, like, like shit like that is just utterly fantastic and, and I love this movie. Um, me and Candy have had many heartfelt conversations about this. A lot of times while I was drunk, which is makes no fucking sense because this movie is about battling alcoholism and I'm fucking drunk. Uh, I was gonna well, make we that. We had my after school special last session, so I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna make one this and shit, but I decided not to and shit because I didn't want to fucking drown on the fun and shit. But uh, and, and plus, it's always okay. But it's it's fucking hypocritical because I'm drinking right now and shit, and which you know, makes no fucking sense for me to just. Be goddamn like, uh, hey, look at me and shit, you know. And I'm personally adding to the demons as I'm talking, but you know, whatever, you know. Um, I will say though that this is uh, this will be my last episode drinking. Huh. Um, I can't do this shit anymore. Uh, I'm proud of you. I spend too much time drinking myself to death and shit, and I'm forgetting how to live and shit and. You know, it's time to start living and shit. <laughs> but we um, come back. No, no. Uh, it, it's about time and shit. I start living free of any kind of like alterations to my reality. It perpetuates your unhappiness, and yeah. and if you think that we don't know that you're unhappy, you're wrong. We're your yeah. We know. Yeah. I know. Um, it's 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 uh, I I, I uh, I'm I'm fucking open book and it's obvious. Um, I, I I try to hide it as well as I could and shit, but you know. Oh, we're your friends. We know. Yeah. So I, I guess the I guess the question for me is, are, are you going to change the name? You're going to be a cinema I was wondering that. <laughs> well, uh, the, 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 the name. Cinema Smokey. <laughs> 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 like 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 I said, Mac has never forgiven me for the fact I gave up smoking. Uh, I have that too from like my family. They're mad that I don't smoke pot anymore. No, because <laughs> be, being a cinema drunk is being off, being drunk off the beauty of cinema, not essentially a yes. fucking... You make uh, it work yeah. for you. Ah, yeah. That's a nice twist. I like it. I like and it. I mean, that, that's, that, in the right direction. I, I mean, that's always been like my meaning behind it, but uh, it, it was always the, the, the booze was the added incentive. But yeah, um, I came to that realization that I'm an alcoholic and uh, I need to change that. And uh, it, it was, it was, it, it took this movie and shit to fucking get me to, to that realization, mm-hmm. especially with that scene. Um, you know, at the bar. 
this is why I keep going back to it because that's one sticks out to me the most because I, I feel like he's fucking talking to me. Mm. But um, yeah, the I can't do this shit anymore. I'm doing this shit right now and shit. This is why I'm like, why the fuck am I even saying this? Because I'm sitting here down in the bottle of hooch in front of everybody. You have to give yourself credit. You don't, don't be mean. You have to be nice to yourself. You have to be your, you have to be your own friend. And so, okay, so you just drank that, and to say that that, I did the thing, but I'm not gonna do the thing anymore. You have to move forward, or you're never gonna beat it. And I know that. I know that. Yeah, yeah. The 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 part where you said that you got to be your own friend is the part I'm having difficulty with. Well, that's what your friends help you with. We'll teach you. Yeah. We're your friends. We can tell you how to be your friend. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least I got that. Somebody could love me, you know, because I don't know how Bro. much. Oh. Everybody in this room loves you. Yeah. It's just you. No, no. Doesn't love you is I, you. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. My my wife loves you. Yeah. That's my wife. His wife loves you. That's right. Yeah, like uh, I, me. <laughs> that's right. That's what I'm saying, Sean. No, like <laughs> you know, you know, you know where it came to a head. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I was gonna, I wasn't gonna tell the story, but I was. Uh, no, I was could. having, I, I was having an argument with a certain somebody. I won't, I won't say her to, to keep her privacy. And uh, she, she made a comment. This was regarding my mother's, uh, cancer. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's that's what really set me on the path to just I'm just gonna fucking drink myself to death and shit because fuck it who cares, you know. And uh, this person made a comment. It was accidental. I know they didn't mean it, but uh, regarding my mother's cancer diagnosis and you know like the type form of cancer she had, their, their comment was, uh, "Oh, I know what you've been through. I've been through worse." And it's like I didn't know cancer diagnosis is where fucking competition, which infuriated. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew that it was an accidental, but it infuriated me. I admit I was drunk at the time, and um, I I went on a rant, and this person started shaking, and my comment was, uh, "What are you shaking for? Um, I'm not gonna do anything. Like you ain't got nothing to be worried about." And their response was, "It's not me I'm worried about." Mm-hmm. And that one sat with me yeah. for a while, you know. And it's like when that, a person is that worried about you that they shake because of what you're doing to yourself, then then everything is a goddamn excuse to drink. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm 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 happy. Uh, let's celebrate. Let's, let's drink. drink. I'm I'm depressed. Oh man, let's drink. drink. I got I got to do the show tonight. I I I got to do the show tonight. Fuck it, let's drink. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, dude, you're always drinking, and you know. And then it's like, you know, when do you start caring about yourself? Because then it's like, uh, oh, I'm worried about you. Fuck you, care. You know, that's my response. That's my response when people ask, oh, I'm worried about you. Fuck you, care. Yeah. Because then I'm like, just like, yeah, like you know. You ain't got to fucking worry about me and shit. I'll be gone in a minute and shit. All I got to do is just fucking keep drinking and shit. Like, I'll, I'll fucking go on my sleep and shit. And ain't nobody got to give a shit about me at all. You know? But then it's like... But then I'm like, you know, I got I got, I got, got these friends and I got these ideas and all that shit. And then what the fuck happens to that? What the fuck happens to them? You know? And I'm just... A, and that's when you stop being selfish. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's being 
selfish. It is. Yeah. It really is. So yeah, that's my story. I'm. Why the fuck did I wait till reviews and shit to post? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter when. It just matters that it happened. That's right. I don't make a lick of goddamn sense. Like Max said, I'm I'm eccentric and uh, you know. Um, you're full. You were surrounded by the like. Yeah. All eccentric here. I had a fucking. And this is why you guys. School special last episode about my own. Right. And and, like, and and that was the cue to like make this announcement. But then I was like, no, like maybe it's. it's Holding yourself accountable is so important. Like I said, during brain damage, this Mm -hmm. is holding yourself accountable right here. It's recorded and it's happening. And you are, you have to hold yourself accountable now. Yeah. And that is the first step that you are really ready because you just made yourself accountable. And so now you have to hold on to that. I think that was my I think that was my biggest fear. Like, you oh, know, yeah. well, it's, of course, it's an, scary. Announcing announcing that to the open, you know, is like, mm-hmm. you know, know, telling people that, you know. Like, like I remember, like you know, my mother used to call me a lush all the time, and it's like, you, my, you don't even know when I'm drunk, and it's like that's actually fucking terrible because they don't know when you're drunk, and, and you could hide it well. So that means you could get drunk at, you know, whatever, whatever and shit, and nobody will fucking know. I could drink but, myself but I got and nobody. Free, Rob. What? They do know. They just don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah. You think? Um, you think? Okay. I'm going to be personal here for a second. Mm-hmm. You think we don't know? You don't think we haven't talked about this? I'm talking about Sean and I. You think we haven't discussed how much we love you and how worried we are about you? This isn't news. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, I'm just really proud of you. Like, you can do this because it's never affected our friendship whatsoever. It's never affected how much we care about you. It's just... You know, we worry because no. we love you. And you know, you've always got a place here, bro. And so, like, if you ever need to get away. Here we are. We got room for it. And I will drive my ass all the way there and pick your ass up. We will, too. Not fucking around. Uh, I, I probably I probably do, you know, because these 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 these. Walls, you know, and I even use the pandemic as an excuse, you know, mm. Well, I mean, I think a lot of us. I didn't see you will find any fucking excuse. Like yeah. you just said. Right, right. Do it. Right. Come Stan Island apartment. You know, you always like. Right. Here's the thing, though. You know, I just Saturday made a year that since I went into lockdown, and you know, I been stuck behind these walls and shit you know practically losing my fucking mind you know what i'm saying i have and, lost my mind a couple times oh yeah 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 most definitely dealing with all this shit you know, oh god yeah yeah up. yeah i mean you and me have that conversation about my my contemplations of suicide many times um yeah. uh, uh you know and it's just like i'm looking at these walls and shit and you know i'm just downing in the booze and shit. You know how much money I fucking spent on booze this year? <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. I can't even imagine. Uh, yeah, like, and it's funny too because there was a shitload of bottles just hanging around and shit. And you think like, oh my god, that's the work of an alcoholic and shit. And that's just the ones that are left and shit because I've thrown out a lot more. 
And it's just like that constant reminder is like, dude, you're a fucking alcoholic. No, I just like to drink. No, dude, you're an alcoholic. And yeah. Yeah. So recognizing that, making yourself accountable, that's the first steps. No. Yeah. I I, I could fully admit it now. You know what I'm saying? People have been saying it for years. My mother's been saying it. Um, and I'm just like, nah, nah, ma. I just like to have a taste here or two. But no, I'm comfortable enough to say it. I'm an alcoholic. I am. Um, uh, that's why uh, I uh, that the, that scene at the bar gets me a bit. Mm. Um, that that ultimate defines from Danny. I'm not, and it's like, you know, you just want that strength, you know. Yeah. And you, you have, have it. You have it. You have it. You just sometimes don't know how to get to it. Um, I I was the last person on earth I thought that would ever be stronger. Everybody's always calling me weak, and that's the some of the nicest stuff, but um, yeah. and worse. And here I am. Yeah, let's. Uh, I mean, it's gonna take a bit, but uh, I'll see if I can get that spot too. You, you will. Know. You will. You just gotta tell yourself. Yeah, it's just it, one day at a time. It, it takes one day that, at a time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, one day at a time, and it takes that one thing that makes it worth giving it all up for mm-hmm. and i can tell you right now for me and and i'm not trying to be sappy but it was her and mm-hmm. you know we did a long distance relationship for a, for a long time about a year and a half yeah before huh. we and, together. and i would when i was single i was i was living like maybe a quarter mile away from a bar a whole bunch of bars <laughs> and and it was and it was a metal bar and it was like i would go there and listen to fucking good music and drink and hang out and all this stuff and that was what i would do every night and i would make excuses to go there oh i'm just going to have dinner and yeah. then you know i'd drink myself fucking stupid and stumble home well it got to a point where when she and i started talking i'm talking to her at the bar while I'm getting fucked up. I'm thinking. And and she points it out to me and she's like, I can't be with you if you're going to drink. And that's all it took. And I was like, I'm done. And I didn't drink for what, seven years? Yeah. And then we, he started, you know, having a beer every once in a while. It was when I was 39 because that's when I started my short drinking career, which is a cocktail when we did the show and cocktail on the weekends. Yeah. And he would have a beer, you know, and I was like, as long as it's not like a beers every night and you know, as we can keep this controlled. If it can't be controlled, then we can't do it. Yeah. And that was my problem is I couldn't control it. I had this bad habit where I would get off work. I gamed a lot and mm. I loved to get drunk and game. And I would, I would get off work. I'd grab a six pack and I'd go home and my night wasn't complete. If I didn't finish that six pack, you know, by the end of the night. And, you know, I don't drink some fucking Michelob shit. Like I drink some pretty high fucking alcohol content beer. And so I was getting fucked up every night and (laughs) feeling like shit going to work the next morning. But that was my life. Like, you know, it was like by the end of the day, I felt fine. And I'm like, okay, we're going to do it again tonight. (laughs) And, and I just kept doing it and doing it, doing it. And she, you know, she told me, she's like, I can't be with somebody who drinks. Basically, if you want this, you got to give that up. And I'm like, okay, there it is. And so now I've gotten to a point where I can manage it. I can drink a beer or two and I'm perfectly fine. You know, I don't I don't have that urge to where, like, if I have beer in the fridge, I have to fucking drink it immediately, you know, Um, but it it took a long time to get that way. Just like for me, you know, my addiction was to Xanax, uh, which is poison, shouldn't be on the market. 
Um, I was dealing with a really horrible situation, but I'm back on benzos and mm. I don't abuse them. Right. And, and it's definitely not fucking Xanax. I can fuck up with that shit. Um, but I have to take them for my anxiety. So, you know, I had to ask myself when I got back on, I was a little nervous, like, am I going to be tempted? But I wasn't. And it's been years now. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it, it, it was a lot of work to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I I realized the battle I have ahead, and um, you, you got know. lots of support. Yeah. Use it, use it, use yeah. it. Don't do this alone because you yeah, will I'm not just succeed. start popping up. Yeah, if you try to do this by yourself, you're gonna this. fail. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Well, no, no, nobody knew, bro. I I didn't tell anybody. Um, d- d- I, I might as well say die knew. I knew because you lived well, with her, so yeah. of course. Yeah, right, right. It, it, it was, it was like, remember I showed you that picture of me passed out drunk on the floor? It was her that took the picture, you know. And I'm like, yeah, like of course, haha, that's funny and shit. It's, I, I'm, <laughs> I, it's funny that I'm passed out drunk on the floor. Wow. Well, you're getting out this weekend. Saturday, you're gonna come through. I don't want to hear it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll pick you up at the ferry. That's it. I, oh god, the ferry! Jesus Christ! I'll come get you in the Bronx. <laughs> I haven't r- rode the ferry in like so long. I'm coming to your door. That's fine. It's uh, like yeah. yeah. Just don't, just don't try to do it by yourself because you can't. That's right. why there, there are certain things that work that are in place, and and I could never do like AA groups. I, I had to go to them when I was in rehab, and after that, I was like, fuck that shit. That doesn't work for me. But I leaned on my support system, my family, my friends. Uh, well, I didn't really have any friends left at that point. Um, so my family. But uh, now I have friends again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I appreciate the support. You know, I'm definitely going to need it. But yeah. uh, the, you're like they like fine. you're gonna be fine. Like they said, like you know, the first step is admitting you have a problem, and uh, yeah, holding uh, yourself uh, responsible. You know, where you put yourself in a responsible position, coming out with it. Now people are gonna be looking at you and holding you accountable, and <laughs> don't let that like daunt you. Mm-hmm. Just say like, okay, well, I'm holding myself accountable now for my actions. Right. And that's gonna make you check yourself. When you do have those temptations, like oh shit, people are counting on me, and yeah. I gotta count on myself too. And it's a lot. You gotta work through some. You, you probably need to work through some shit in your yeah. life. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I, I definitely need to work on some shit, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you and I. Are, you and I. We'll, we'll talk some more later. Yeah, I'm sorry I ruined reviews, people. I'm you sorry. Don't. No, 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 no. This was perfect. No, it, I really it was perfect. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's I'm never sorry. a bad time for this. No. That's uh, no. true. No, I should have said this at the beginning. I waited to fucking review to point it out. It's <laughs> the structure of the show instead of your life. Yeah, there is no structure. It doesn't right. matter. We don't have a structure on this show. And what you had to say, this is the most important thing that's been said on me. Yeah. So you don't worry about that shit. You said it. You did the thing. And it doesn't matter. You know the rest of the shit. Yeah. It's it's a show, and um, you know, it, it's really good. You're not only um, holding yourself accountable to yourself, but to uh, your friends, and then also to other people. Unless you mm-hmm. want to cut out, you know. But it it does help. That the accountability really does help. 
I, I can tell you that from experience. Yeah. I got it. So, oh, so no, you didn't ruin anything. There's never a good time for these things, but there's also never a bad time. Right. As long as it happens, you know what I'm saying? You know? I, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming to my TED Talk, everyone. <laughs> well, we, we, we did two after school specials in a row. Look at yeah. us. We did. We did. <laughs> the more we did. you know and shit. We did. We did. We I actually started did. crying in the middle of brain damage, so that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we I, had to get Scott Bale on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to talk about all. Dave's porn addiction. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like There's midgets. What do you want? Collection. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so, oh, finally, it's hard Erica. To, it's hard to kind of follow I'm that sorry. up, I guess, but um, no, no, don't be this. sorry. Yeah, don't be sorry. <laughs> Seriously, be anything else, don't be sorry. This is why um, I apologize. Erica, no, no. Erica, Erica has had her hand raised up for the past 20 minutes. No, no, it's, it's totally fine. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> Movie's still going to be there. <laughs> All right, yeah, so I guess we'll just let Erica go then. She's probably like, what? <laughs> oh, man, if I remember, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I had our time picking out a, um, you know, like a ranking exactly. It's it's really excellent. I think I'll go with 9.5 out of 10 psychic cats. <laughs> yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like the the few flaws I, I think are just so minor that it's not, it, it doesn't really derail anything in my opinion. Um, the acting was phenomenal. Uh, Flanagan's an excellent director. Cinematography is gorgeous. Uh, and like the story is so uh, touching in places as well. Like uh, basically, um, you know, the fact that Danny has kind of become his father and in spite of you know his best efforts and like that's kind of haunting and um, I also think there's a metaphor with that with um, when he's putting the spirits of the overlook into these mental boxes it's like he's repressing his past instead of dealing with it and that's part of why he becomes like his father yes uh, but yeah I, I love this movie it's gorgeous I'm uh, glad we are talking about it because I had a chance to watch it yeah, good review. I, for a minute there, I was like, we we're so close to perfect sense, but you know what? It was a great review. And and before we go any further, Erica, can I see your pants? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh my God. That's what I thought they were. I saw, your, awesome. I saw your knee come up, and yeah, I was, I was like, like is that the carpet? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, Dave. Yeah, uh, just quick. Ten out of ten animatronic dead babies. Um, <laughs> I, I just we talked about the tightrope that Flanagan had to walk. I think he did a great job. Uh, um, I'm a fan of both the movie and the book. I, I think both can exist. So yeah. I appreciated how he tried to, uh, you know, bridge both with this. Loved it. Um, if you need help, reach out. Definitely. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so that got really high marks from us. Can, Hopefully. I, can I go? Oh, you didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> Who the fuck am I, you know? <laughs> Wait. I was, about to say, I was about to say, Sean and Mac didn't go at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, did you? Oh, did you? So dare you be present and not write your name. I uh, know. My I'm bad. Because I'm from his notes. Who am I? My bad. Um, <laughs> Sean doesn't get to pick. Yeah, so 
I'm going to go with uh, 9.5 out of 10 pups. I <laughs> I think that this was such a great film. Um, it's a great companion piece to The Shining uh, and to, to, the, to the novel. Um, I think the actor choices were great. Um, the... Uh, the scenes with the cat I thought were really cool um, and I, I just I, overall I think they did a really great job um, I know Rob you know we talked about the fan service um, you're right I do think that there are points where they do overdo it like you said I think I don't think we saw the director's cut so I don't think we saw quite as much but I'm a fan <laughs> of easter eggs and things like that you know that, and, and I think that they did a really good job of throwing in um, some off-the-wall Stephen King Easter eggs, uh, so that you know, it was one of those things where it was like little shinies everywhere, and I'm just like, oh, look at that! Oh, look at that! You know, Ooh, so Ooh, Scandy! Ooh, Scandy! Yeah, so I was, you know, I was pretty hip to that. But uh, you know, overall, I think it was a great movie. Flanagan's a phenomenal director. I can't wait to see, you know, what else he comes out with next. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nine nine and a half out of ten pubs. <laughs> Pretty high mark. Um, so upcoming on the House with Screams, before we do plugs, I just want to do this because sometimes I forget to do this. Um, we're going to be winding down um, season three, finishing it up. And so our next episode will be Get Out. Yes. We are yes. For you to talk about Get Out. And we will have uh, Lucy from Behind the Screams will be joining us for that one. Um, be on the lookout for more episodes of Ghoul's Night Out. Um, so yeah, that's that's coming your way. And then um, I'll go ahead and just say after that we will be doing Nightmare on Elm Street 2, but with the tie-in to the Mark Patton documentary Scream Queen. Yes. Um, and then our big extravaganza, our live show, which will already have happened by the time this episode comes out, so it doesn't fucking matter for me to mention. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Plugs, plugs. Who wants to plug first? Well, Erica's got her hand up, so I'll go first. Oh, plug. Oh, she does. Oh, no, Matt. Sorry. Hi, Matt. I'll go first. Uh, Shout out to all the listeners that listen to this awesome uh, podcast with these awesome people. And uh, shout out to the new people that's come through. Don't sleep on me and my awesome brother over here, the action drunkies. We will be back. Got a nice, juicy uh, first episode. I'm pretty Very excited about depth. it. Give a shout out to Mike <coughs> over at Atkins Undisputed. A little birdie yeah. told me that you might catch me there, so definitely stay tuned for that. And um, if you're looking for us, you can catch us at uh, Action Drunkies on Facebook, Twitter, and me, Mac the All-Star, on Twitter. Awesome. Okay, uh, Erica? Uh, you can find me at myhorrificlife.com on Instagram at myhorrificlife, uh, where I rarely post either one of those things, but that's where <laughs> you can find me other than this show. Uh, uh, thanks, everyone, who supports this podcast. Uh, we're amazed by the great feedback we're always getting lately, and it's, uh, yeah. it's so fun. I love, I love everyone on this show. Love you. Um... Rob. <laughs> He's muted, but I know. He's muted, I guess. Uh, I, don't, I don't know which one to say because 
my bro did an excellent job promoting us. But uh, yeah, like like he said, Action Drunkies, uh, we have a. Uh, I, I should say that episode comes out next week. Um, oh, March it's 30th. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. out by the time this episode's out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't even know why I'm fucking saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to but, get the timing right on someone like, oh yeah, wait, that doesn't matter. That already happened. Right. Right. So yeah. Um, by the time you hear this episode, that episode would have already premiered. So who cares? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it, you probably would have heard it. It's a juicy episode. It's a fun episode. It is the the, the classic that is Roadhouse. So oh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. <laughs> I went in there oh, and fucked it up a little bit so on Roadhouse. I'm just gonna go ahead and promo myself on that episode. Yeah, that uh, uh, I was just listening to it as this discussion was recorded, and Candy's fucking hilarious on it. Big um, dick energy. Big dick yeah. energy. <laughs> Big dick energy, indeed. Um, oh yeah. Uh, you could, you of course, like Max said, you can find us at Action Drunkies on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can find me as the Cinema Drunkie on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, shout out to Mike on Actors Undisputed. He actually comes out the same week, uh, April 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my boy uh, Mike Cook over at uh, Hit Rewind. Uh, always got to shout him out. Shout out to Larry, too, for always yeah, being Larry's cool. Larry! And Mike. <laughs> I, I, know, I don't know the other guy. Uh, uh, Mike, is, Mike is cool. I've, I've invited him, but uh, he, he's, he's not really big in like, open discussions with this many people. But, Those uh, people get overwhelmed on the show, yes. Right, right. Like, I, uh, but Mike is a good guy, uh, and uh, I love that guy. But uh, yeah, um, that's. Uh, I, I think I've said enough uh, <laughs> for this discussion. Uh, I, I don't know what else I can say, but uh, thank you all for listening to that. Um, I'm sorry it wasn't more streamlined, but uh, it had to be said. Or else I wasn't going to say it at all. But uh, thank you for listening, and I love you all. We love you. Very proud of you. Uh, Dave. Uh, The only place you can find me is here. Or uh, if anyone wants to play Red Dead Online on Xbox, I'm Mr. Misty. I I run that sometimes. Um, I love you all. I love the the, uh, genuineness of this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, I I just love it so much. It's wonderful. It's one of it's, I listen. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and 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 the one that I'm on is my favorite because it's so it's unpredictable and it's genuine and it's funny. They're real. It's real. real. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. It's real. Not unscripted. Nobody yeah. is trying to pretend to be somebody that they're not. We're and all I, just I, who we love, are. Always honored to be here amongst you, wonderful people. And now, Dave, is that Red Dead or Red Dead Two that you play? Well, Red Dead Online. I, th- I think I, I think that launched with Red Dead Two. Okay, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna come yeah. hog tie your ass. Red Dead, oh, please, baby. <laughs> wear those ass wear those assless chaps that I love so much. <laughs> I, 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 then I record it. You record it, shit. You're gonna be there. I I'm not a gamer at all, so I have no idea what you guys are. The, what the fuck you're I know talking what they're about. talking about. I just hate the <laughs> I like the, 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 the you know the single player. Uh, I like the online better on the first Red Dead. 
that was a lot of fun too. But I like the big oath. It's kind of chill, the open world kind of Western thing. It's very chill. I get to just ride around and you know collect mm-hmm. herbs and shit. I, love I can't it. do it that shit. It wasn't too chill when she did it because she got on and got hogtied by some thirteen-year-old. No, was like you motherfucker. <laughs> I was angry. Yeah, that's usually me. Hogtying people or shooting people in the face. I was. Yeah. You got a black horse. I want it. Gamer Spades is real with me. I used to be a competitive, um, you know, in professional oh, leagues. So. We, we played, I remember. When we did the long distance thing, we would play like GTA and uh, yeah. Call of Duty and stuff together. And I remember one time we were playing Call of Duty and she and I are hunkered down in this room. And I go to throw a grenade and it bounces off the fucking wall and blows her up. And she was so fucking pissed at me. I was like, what the fuck? Or what we were one time we were playing GTA and we both go in to rob this gas station. Oh. And I got my pistol pointed at the, the cashier. But when I click the button to shoot, I turn and I pistol whip her. To death. And, yeah. kill her. and, and she takes was, the money and leaves. I said, you didn't, you didn't give me a cut? Like, you fucking killed I just my took ass. the money and left. The cops will come and so he had to bounce. Like, you <laughs> me. I'm your fucking ride, dude. Yeah, I can take your car. car, fucker. <laughs> Fucker. So I guess that, that leaves me. Um, I'm Sean of the Dead. You can find me on Instagram at Sean of the Dead. I Like Erica, I don't really post a whole lot. But, it's mostly skateboarding stuff. And it's mostly skateboarding and stuff. And cats. And cats. But, you know, I'm there. <laughs> you need me. DMs are open. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, I'm going to slide into your DM, baby. I slide into them DMs. <laughs> it goes down yeah, in the uh, DM. No dick pics, please. Yeah, Yeah, that's for DM stuff. (laughs) It goes down in the DM. (laughs) Uh, Well, I have like a lot of stuff to plug. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to get it all. I'm Rob now. Um, Okay, obviously, um, you're listening to The House of Screams. Uh, Continue to listen to that. Why why is it only there? I don't know. What the fuck is it? Okay. Okay. Obviously, you listen to House of Screams. Please continue to listen to House of Screams, and um, check out other episodes. We have more things coming. We have added a lot to the show to keep us very, very busy. Um, we have live shows now, so that's Twitch.tv uh, slash The House of Screams. Um, you can find our posts on um, my Instagram at Candy the Final Girl. Um, where I po- I mostly deal with the show or sometimes makeup, which will come up in a second. Um, uh, our Twitter is at house underscore screams. Um, I also post about, you know, live shows are coming up, things are coming up, so on and so forth. All news, House of Screams. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, the House of Screams. It's pretty easy, actually. Um, all the House of Screams. Uh, except for my, like I said, my Instagram is Candy the Final Girl. But uh, like I said, it's mostly this show. And like I said, I do uh, some beauty campaigns and work, and that's kind of another passion of mine I'm currently working on. I don't know what timeline this episode will be out, so it may already be something you know about, but I'm just going to talk about it in case because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, I'm new to this. But I decided to do my own makeup line, starting with a limited edition palette. It's horror-themed, but it's beauty makeup. And um, we want to make that happen after the limited edition palette comes out, we want to keep doing makeup. So, you know, seek that out. Please help me out. You know, help a chick out because uh, trying to make things happen in the horror world and the beauty world. Like, let's just make this all come together. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, there'll be links I'm sure you can find um, by the time this episode comes out where you can uh, support that or check it out um, for more information. Or just check out my Instagram because I post, like, fucking 18 times a day. So. <laughs> or Twitter where I also post 18 million times a day. So, yeah, that's, I think, wraps it. Am I missing something? No, yeah. I don't think so. Because it feels like I'm missing, whatever, whatever I'm missing, I'm sorry, but yeah, also, uh, to piggyback off our brain damage. Oh, wait, 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 shout out to Nico. Oh, shout yeah. out to Nico. Yes. Yeah. I, I knew something was missing. Nico is. He got his well. shot. Yeah, he got his shot. Yeah, so and, he's uh, recovering he, from that and he's not he, feeling well. So salute to salute to our brother who couldn't be here. Yeah, we missed miss Nico. Nico really wanted to be here, so he was yeah. really sad. Yeah. But Nico will be back, obviously, because Nico's family. Mm-hmm. Um, we just gotta let him get well and do his things that he's had to do. So he's had to miss a couple episodes, but he will be back. So yes, yes. yay! And shout out to all of our guests. And um, we have an upcoming, uh, which will probably also be out <laughs> by the time you hear this episode. <laughs> uh, another uh, interview. Um, we did interview Miguel Nunez. Um, previously, we have uh, another interview or two coming up, and I'm really excited to get those recorded and out so absolutely and ghouls night out check out me and erica yeah <laughs> thanks to yes. Anna Biller and everybody involved with the love witch who promoted that episode for us thank you that was so I, much fun. <laughs> i'm so glad they like what we had to say yeah <laughs> it was a great start so there's going to be more of that too so yeah anyway um i guess that's all for now <laughs> i can't think of anything else but yeah um, proud of you, Rob, and we all love you. I love got you. you. Got your back. Thank we're you. Your, we're your bestest friends. So much. All of us. Now with Mac here, it's complete. We're all your bestest friends. Well, well, well. Mac is, has stopped being my best friend a long time ago. He, he, <gasps> <laughs> he, he, no, no, no. The, because he's transcended uh, brother status. That's 100. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like damn. Yeah. Guys yeah. are best friends. I'm like, I'm like legitly show. his brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you, you're there. You're there. You're there. Yeah. But uh, me and me and me and Mac have known each other since we were both six years old. Nice. Uh, we're both about Been to be, a minute. Uh, he's 37 already. I'm gonna be 37 next week. So uh, that's a long fucking time. So we've already transcended that level of friendship to. Come Complete brother status, and uh, I don't know what I'd do without them. Rob, you know what this uh, episode reminds So this is getting a little deep, but back in the day when we was young, me, Rob, whatever girls we were dating at the time, we would get together and just, like, for some reason just get in our bag, like, unveil <laughs> all these damn emotions, and by the end of the night, we're just sitting there fucking crying like a bunch of losers. Was <laughs> this was, like, almost an every weekend thing. We were, we were very emotional. We were very emotional people. We it was though. It was. was though. He's not, so that makes it interesting for us because I'm always every day is my fucking everything is my fucking feelings. My but emotions. that's why you and me get along so well. I know because you and I can have emotions together. Yeah, I'm emotions and, and I'm like with Sean. Like, what is it? What is it today? What is it today? <laughs> you, know, you, you know. I'm not an, I'm not an emotional person until I see one of those like uh, cat rescue commercials. Oh yeah, <laughs> those fuck destroy those. me. And, 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 
Yeah, back in the day, there was a show on Animal Planet, and it was like I I did want to be a vet because I love animals so much. But then it was like one where they had to save the mother of the kittens, and I'm like, well, why are you made me watch this? And I was just crying. I get so fucking upset. Like the day we had to dissect cats in Advanced Bio for college, because their muscular structure is similar to humans. Yeah. Um, I cried, and I he let me out of it. I was like, no, I can't do it. Now, He's what? like, they're already dead. I'm like, I know. And I've, I've told Candy this. There's there's one scene in, in a film that has chokes me up every time I see it. And it's probably I, – I don't know if it's anything worth fucking mentioning, but the fucking film Titanic, right? I could watch that whole movie. I'm laughing. It's the old people. I'm laughing when people are falling off and hitting yeah. their heads on the <laughs> propeller and shit. The dude, the, the dude that hits the propeller. Yeah. That's like hilarious. But the, but the scene it. with the old couple. But that's everyone. The scene with yeah. the old couple when they snuggle up in the bed and the water's oh. like rushing in under them. Like gets me every time, and yeah. just that one scene, and then five minutes later, I'm fucking cracking up because people are fucking dying, hitting their heads bing, on the fucking propellers. That's enough of propellers, like no, like yeah. a pachinko machine. No, let me let me, let me let me let me tell you let me tell you all something. Oops, that wasn't supposed to happen. I tried to click the heart. That's appropriate. That's appropriate. What's it doing? Let, let me let me reveal a little secret. You know what scene gets me? Yeah, I ever seen Revenge with Kevin Costner and Anthony mm. Quinn? Yes, yes. The, the the ending to that movie gets me every fucking time. I can yeah. give you a list of movies that make me ugly cry. I mean, there's so many, but Big Fish is one, and people are like, oh, Big Fish? Yeah, and I'm like, you, Big you, Fish. Make, I go in the bathroom because I, well, I'm not done crying. Yeah. I have to go in the bathroom and be like... <laughs> Such a good fucking movie. <laughs> Mac, Mac, Mac is judging all of us. He's like, you bunch of... Look at his face! Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm a very empathetic person, so... Underdog like movies I cry about are parents and their the kids. Purple. Oh like, my god, don't even, don't even. I'll cry with the church where see daddy centers have so I'm like no. No, <laughs> no. What about uh, you ever see Warrior with uh Tom Hardy yeah. and Nick Nick Nolte? That that's one that gets me. It gets Mike too. Me and Mike talk about our love for Warrior all the time. And like there's a scene where you see Nick uh, toward the end where you see they see Nick Nolte in the crowd. I guarantee, like, it's literal, just like fucking. <laughs> yeah. The minute you see Nick okay. Nolte in the crowd, you watch that movie. Watch when Nick Nolte appears in the crowd at the end of that movie and shit. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. Legends of the Fall for me. I love all of you, and we have to yeah, wrap this times. episode up. But it's been a really great episode, and wow. I'm. I'm so glad we we talked about this, and I'm gonna check that out. Um, I'm so glad we we talked about this film and and everything else. Just like I'm really glad we talked about brain damage and that. And I I got I ugly cried during that episode. So listeners, if you didn't know that, I ugly cried in in the middle of brain damage. I had to mute myself. Um, I probably I probably do it after this one is done. It's therapeutic. Yeah, no, it is, it is, it is. Sometimes I I, I sometimes love a I, good cry. Sometimes I listen to sad music to give myself to. Yeah, cry. I love a good cry. It's very. Just to, oh, I'd be in my bed. Testing the toxins from my body. Why am I not good enough? <laughs> nah, nah. That 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 imposter syndrome is a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But I love all of you, and I'm really excited to see you again in a couple of days for Get Out, which is going to be a fantastic yes. discussion, way overdue, and it's got a lot of. 
a lot of heat coming in. So <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna really have fun with that one. It's a definitely a, a, a game changer. So you guys take care until then, and you know, love you. Have a good night, and you know, see you in chat or <laughs> message if you want. We say we say bye to each Ooh, other here. And then you write in chat and start talking. Yeah, yeah like the fucking the just five seconds. Uh, as my <laughs> phone tells me, you got twenty percent left. Get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love you guys. Take love care. Good night. All right, love you guys. Take care. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>